a 150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fifth Seal, Episode 6. I'm your host, the Evangelical Norm. It is Monday, November 25th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. On Thursday, November 21st, the Bharatiya Janata Party, the BJP, led government of India's Uttar Pradesh state proposed a draft bill that would regulate religious conversions and criminalize quote-unquote forced conversions if passed. Uttar Pradesh would be the latest state in India to adopt what is commonly referred to as an anti-conversion law. According to the draft bill, entitled the Uttar Pradesh Freedom of Religion Act 2019, individuals who want to change their religion must submit an application to the state government a month prior to their conversion. Government authorities will then carry out a thorough investigation to determine if the conversion is legitimate, and if an individual fails to inform the government of their intent to change their religion, they could be punished with a jail term of up to two years. In addition, the draft bill proposes to criminalize what it calls quote-unquote forced conversions. According to the bill, if an individual found to have forcefully converted someone could be punished with a jail term of one to five years. However, if the individual forcefully converted as a woman, minor, or from a lower caste, the jail term is raised to seven years. According to the commission that drafted the bill, the current provisions of the Indian Penal Code are, quote, not sufficient, unquote, to prevent religious conversions. Submitting the draft bill, Justice Aditya Nath Mittal said, quote, some organizations are enticing Hindus to convert for their own gains. There is no data as such to say how many forced conversions have taken place, but in 2014, Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath himself had raised the matter and we gave him a set of news clippings of the past six months to prove our point, unquote. While the draft bill would seek to regulate and criminalize many religious conversions, it would not affect all conversions. In fact, the draft bill states that an individual seeking to reconvert to Hinduism through a Gar Vapsi program would not be affected. Radical Hindu nationalists often use the specter of mass religious conversion to pass laws and regulations that limit religious freedom. Indian Christians are falsely accused of, of conspiracies where poor Hindus are fraudulently converted to Christianity. However, according to India's own population data, the conspiracy of mass conversions to Christianity does not hold up. In 1951, the first census after independence, Christians made up only 2.3 of India's overall population. According to the 2011 census, the most recent census data available, Christians still only make up 2.3 of the population. In states where anti-conversion laws are currently enacted, including Odisha, Madhya Pradesh, Arunkal Pradesh, Chhattisgarh, Gujarat, Himchal Pradesh, Jharkhand, and Uttarkhand, they are widely abused. Radical nationalists falsely accuse Christian leaders and evangelists of forcefully converting individuals to Christianity to justify harassment and assault. 
Local police often overlook this harassment due to false accusations of forced conversion. To date, no individual has convicted of a forced conversion in India, but this is in spite of the fact that some of the state-level anti-conversion laws have been on the books since 1967. So this is, again, so many of the, the states in India have these anti-conversion laws, and it's just a way of stopping Christians from evangelizing because uh, anyone can, can say that in any way that a Christian forcefully converted somebody because to say if if you don't repent and put your faith in Christ you're going to hell can be considered a forceful conversion and then just the ridiculousness of uh, requiring someone to file paperwork a month before they convert uh, I mean again this is evangelism and God moves on people's hearts instantly uh, no one knows exactly when they're going to convert so it's an outrageous law, uh, which will probably pass and, and put uh, this province, this state, uh, right in the, in the category of all the other states that I'm not going to try to butcher their names again, uh, where the, of all of them that already have these anti-conversion laws. It is amazing to me the statement that no one has yet been convicted of forced conversions with the amount of... Uh, false complaints we hear about it i'm i'm shocked to see that no one has ever actually been arrested and put in jail for well never convicted of forced conversions um tons of people have been arrested for them i'm i'm amazed that nobody has been convicted of them so um that is that and i forgot to put the picture up but there you go a nice little india picture uh Again, we will continue to pray for um, Leah. Today, uh, or yesterday, marked 91 weeks in captivity. 91 weeks that she has been held simply because she refuses to renounce her faith in Christ. So we have no new information on what's happening. All we can do is continue to pray, lift her up, pray that God protects her, uh, that God strengthens her faith and that God would use her witness to draw others to himself, that they would be saved. And that brings us to our world watch list for today, uh, the Sudan. So some facts about the Sudan. Its region is Africa. Persecution type is Islamic oppression. Persecution level is extreme. Population is 41,512,000, of which about 1,910,000 are Christians. The main religion is Islam. The government is a presidential republic, and the president is Omar Hassan Ahmad al-Bashir. Sudan has been ruled by the authoritarian government of President al-Bashir since 1989. Under his charge, the country has been ruled as an Islamic state with limited rights for religious minorities. The state places heavy restrictions on freedom of speech or press. Christians face constant discrimination and pressure. Additionally, multiple church buildings were demolished in 2017 and 2018, leaving some Christians without a place to worship. Christian converts from Islam are especially targeted for persecution. In 2019, World Watch List reporting period has been difficult uh, for Sudanese Christians in many ways. They have lost church buildings used for worship for years, and the government has arrested or intimidated many Christian leaders. All Christian communities in Sudan are afraid because 
afraid of having conver conversations about their faith with Sudanese Muslims because that could put them at risk for arrest or intimidation. The level of persecution that co converts and ethnic Africans face is enormous. There have been many arrests, many churches have been demolished, and others on an official list awaiting demolition. In areas like the Nuba Mountains, where there is an ongoing conflict between government forces and rebel groups, many Christians are attacked indiscriminately. So as to not be dis discovered, converts will often refrain from raising their children as Christians because this might lead to Christian persecution and attract the attention of the government and community leaders since children might inadvertently reveal the faith of their parents. This fear even extends to funerals where Christians with a Muslim background are often buried according to Islamic rites in, Islam in Muslim cemeteries, even though Christians and Muslim cemeteries are separate. A couple of examples, the government has demolished and closed down churches. Christian converts with a Muslim background are particularly at risk because com conversion from Islam to another religion is legally punishable by death. Believers usually refrain from owning Christian materials or accessing Christian TV or website, which, if discovered, could be used as evidence against them by family or officials. Christian children are often harassed in school and playgrounds due to their parents' faith. A very high level of violence against Christians is evident, particularly in the Nubu Mountains region, where government security forces target Christians indiscriminately. Some prayer points for Sudan. Pray for opportunities for Christians to have places of worship without fear of destruction. Pray for converts to Christianity that they would be able to stand strong in the face of accusations of betrayal. Ask God to work in the hearts of Sudanese government leaders, convicting them to seek justice and peace through the power of the Holy Spirit. Pray for wisdom and courage for church leaders as they interact with the government and their agencies. Pray these church leaders will have the grace to balance the Lord's command to make disciples with respect for human authority. Thank the Lord with us for the ceasefire in South Kordofan State in 2018, which has allowed communities in the Nuba Mountains uh, containing large number of Christians to plant and harvest more than they were able to in the past few years. Pray for timely rain and that these communities will regain stability. Let's pray. Father, again, we, we thank you so much that, that we have a means by which we can come together across continents, across oceans, and even across time frames, Lord, where we can come together as one body and lift up our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted for their faith in you, Christ. Uh, Lord, we, we pray for our brothers and sisters in India. Um, and especially in Uttar Pradesh, where this new anti-conversion law is a, about to go into to effect. God, we pray that, that you would protect those who preach the gospel, um, that you would uh, give them boldness in the face of persecution, arrest, um, and, and uh, just the, the threat of, of prison time. Lord, we pray that they would be bold to preach the truth, that they would still continue to reach out with your gospel to see other people saved, even at the risk of, of time in jail. Lord, we do lift up again Leah um, in her situation. Father, we pray that you would protect her, that um, you would keep her, her physically safe, emotionally safe, and keep her faith strong. Uh, help her to continue to stand firm in her faith in you, Lord, that she would not... Uh, recant in any way 
um, and that you would use that, Father, that you would use that witness to draw her Muslim captors uh, to a place of repentance. Father, be glorified in what's happening with Leah right now uh, and bring peace to her and her family. Lord, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Sudan. Um, we do pray for uh, you pro to provide places for them to worship without the fear of those places being destroyed. Um, Lord, raise up uh, buildings or even homes where these Christians can come together to learn from your word, to glorify you in their fellowship. Father, we ask that uh, that you would be with those who have converted to Christianity, that they would still stand firm in their faith, faith even though their families and communities come and try to draw them back into Islam. We pray that you would work in the hearts of the, the Sudanese leaders, um, convicting them, Lord, that they would uh, begin to pass laws and um, lift restraints on, on Christians, that people in that country would be able to worship as they deem fit. Lord, we pray for wisdom and courage for the church leaders as they interact with the government and their agencies. Pray that they would have uh, the grace to um, extend to these uh, government officials who essentially um, persecute them, Lord, that they would that they would reach out to their their persecutors and and share and show grace. Um, Father, and, and we do praise you that that with the ceasefire um, in this uh, South Kordofan state that uh, this has allowed communities and especially communities of Christians to plant again um, and to begin to raise their own food. Uh, we pray that, that you would bless their harvest and that you would provide uh, the rain that is needed uh, to make those, those crops grow. And again, Lord, we pray that in all of these things that you are glorified. Um, that you would receive the glory from those who stand firm in their faith uh, simply because uh, in the face of persecution, simply because they believe and they follow after you, Lord. Uh, pray that you would be glorified in what they do. Um, and it is in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. So again, guys, thank you uh, for, for joining me, for being part of this group to lift up our brothers and sisters around the world uh, during their time of persecution. Uh, keep praying, keep inviting people to come and to join us um, to, to increase the numbers of those who are praying for our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. Until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm -hmm.